Our next guest is Joyce Lee, one of my favorite artists in all the land. Amen. 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 Miss Joyce Lee. Now there are many sides to this story I'm gonna tell, but I got the spotlight, so mine's the truest. <laughs> now you ain't never heard of drama until you've heard the death of a grandma drama in a Pentecostal church, surrounded by grieving saint and sinning black folks. Before my granny died, she lived with my father, a deacon who I had not been on speaking terms with, but I would call my granny regularly. And one time while on the phone, my granny put down the phone and through the muffle, I could hear her screaming and a raised voice. And then I heard the door slam shut. But granny got back on the phone and tried to pretend that nothing happened, but I could hear her voice pulling back tears. So I asked granny, was that my father? What is he screaming about? Uh, toilet tissue. I said, what? She said, well, you know, when I moved in here, I promised that part of my chores would be to refill all the toilet tissue in the house, and I forgot. I said, Granny, put my father on the phone right now. Granny refused and begged me never ever to say anything to my father about the toilet tissue incident for fear that it would cause a lot of drama. I promised. Three weeks after that, Granny died. The funeral <laughs> was full of the same church people that I grew up with, the same, saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost field, whores, child molesters, and wife beaters were in full attendance. But who weren't there was everybody who used my granny the most while she was living. Only three of my granny's children showed up. My Aunt Anne, who is a drug-addicted prostitute, my father, the deacon, who obviously loses his religion over toilet tissue, and my Aunt Ri. Now, my Aunt Ri is a beautifully dark-skinned, frail-framed, horribly honest alcoholic. <laughs> and at her mother's funeral, my Aunt Ri is drunk outside her mind and sitting right next to me. She says, see, see, look at here. What a church full of jackasses. They, they got the pamphlet wrong. See here, it say, it say mama had 10 kids. She had 16. What a church full of dummies. See, and then they wonder why I look for Jesus in a bottle. <laughs> the mistakes continue. The pastor just didn't seem to know when to sit down and shut up without being insulting. <sighs> I'm going to keep talking until the spirit come, amen? to a shut-in and we in it for the heat of the hour. Sister Joyce, uh, uh, where you been? We ain't seen you since freedom. Stop being a prodigal child. You're getting old and dying just like your grandmama too, amen? Yeah. Sister Ann, I'ma tell you something. I'ma tell you, your mama gone. Your mama gone. And them drugs and them men got you fit to jump in this casket with her, amen? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Now I'm gonna sit down. But I ain't gonna shut up. That was the introduction for loved ones to have the floor and speak. <laughs> my, uh, 
Manri almost fell outside her chair when my father was the first to jump up and speak. Oh, here we go, here we go, baby girl, here we go, here we go. <laughs> I bet you the body gonna be as warm as red wine by the time he finished bumping his gums. Listen, I'm gonna go outside for a cigarette I can't hang. I begged for her to stay, cause she was my piece in this whole situation. My father began his speech with a real sweet memory of granny before he started his fussing. You know, uh, now they say it's a shame, you know, they say it's a shame that it take a funeral to bring a family together. See, now it behooves us to start acting like a family and not use the death of a family member to start loving on each other and caring about each other. Loving on each other and caring about each other, my temper shot through the roof. As soon as my father sat down, I jumped up to speak my piece. And I started walking to the mic. And all I could think about was how disrespectful the entire funeral had been. And I had a poem in my pocket I'd written just for granny, but poetry was the last thing on my mind. I intended to tell everybody in that church off. And I knew just where to begin, with my father and that damn toilet tissue. So I held the microphone. I got my attitude all ready until my eye hit Granny's coffin. And that's when the truth hit me. This day didn't belong to anyone except for Granny. And in the midst of self-righteous fools and grieving hypocrites, my Granny was being forgotten at her own funeral. I took the poem out of my pocket and read it to Granny. And I thanked her for giving me my first journal before I even knew that writing was my love. And I asked Granny for the only thing left to ask her for in that situation. I asked her for a double portion of her awesome spirit. And when nothing else but sobbing tears and sniffles filled the microphone, you could have heard a pin drop. That is, until Henri decided to get up and speak her piece. Ha! Now that shuts y'all back with buzzers up now, didn't it? Silly and ugly, church of the silly and ugly, that's what I'ma call you. Come on, Joyce, I'm tired of it. So we left the church. I, I was still heartbroken. I am still heartbroken. So as far as my father and the toilet tissue incident, well, I am still keeping my promise to Granny. I mean, I've never said one thing to my father. I, I'm just telling you guys. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, I'd be starting a lot of drama. <laughs> <laughs>